GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast. Widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. Welcome, everybody, to this special episode of the Last Action Podcast that we are calling the Nightmare on Last Action Podcast with Sphinx and Deadite. Deadite, how are you doing, man? I am thoroughly amped up from tonight's movie. Oh, man. And I'm trying not to get too loud and excited because my wife might be asleep now. Well, you know, it goes with the territory. Recording here in my spooky cabin in the woods. Wait, that's where we are, actually? Yes. Oh, shit. What, what's that? Oh, that's that's just the, the terrifying voices that, that speak to me in the evening. Oh, okay. No, wait, no, it's not. It's Chops. Oh. Chops is here. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, hey, guys. How's hey, it going? I was just... Honestly, I didn't feel like I was here for a second there. My eyes got really cloudy, and um, some tree tapped me on the shoulder. I have some eye Did drops. Did it butt fuck you? Oh, jeez. Oh, no! no. <laughs> this one off right. Oh. Listen, Deadly and I just started watching this movie, and then all of a sudden, you just kind of walked right into the house, so... I mean, I've been known to wander the woods and uh, call or show up when uh, this movie was calling. Yeah, fair enough. If you haven't figured it out yet, uh, we are talking <laughs> about... You, <laughs> you have figured it out? They totally knew what the buttfuck no, meant, okay? because uh, it wasn't that. Are there but... other movies that that, that, that sexually just... assault people with vines? Yeah. Okay, yeah, when you have to specify that. <laughs> Anyways. We're talking Evil Dead. <laughs> that, yeah, that we are. This is this is never getting released. That's for sure. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you have broken into our oh, Games no. of La Media server and you're listening to this train. Listen, we're going to do this, and we're all going to like it, okay? I, oh, I liked watching it. I mean, I liked the movie. So the movie came out in uh, 1981, is that right? That's what I think I looked up there, uh, did I? That's what I said, but okay. what do I know? Fair enough. I didn't do any research no. in the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of research I did. So the film had a $400,000 budget, roughly. Oh, wow. It took some time to kind of get all that going, Yeah. right? Um, it ended up making, though, a ton of money. So from the numbers I got, it made over $2 million in the U.S. And then $27 million internationally. But this is all time or that when it was released? I think it's all time. Okay. Because, Dada, you've got a little bit to say about the release itself, right? So you were sharing it before we saw the film. Yeah, the, the movie kind of flopped when it came to a theatrical release because um, it was such an independent film at the time. And uh, I, I believe that it actually was maybe the first movie to be released on home video at while the movie was still in theaters due to it kind of being such a low-key underground movie that was something that was able to be co- sort of swung and, and made to happen. But uh, it was definitely a, a cult movie from, from its era. Yeah, and you know, with us with Games of the Media you know, being here in uh, southeast Michigan, there's a lot of ties of this movie to that. 
So, Deadeye, you had mentioned that actually the original screening was at the Redford Theater, right? Yeah, the Redford Theater, which is at like Five and Losser or something like that. I don't know. I drove by it one time. I was like, oh, neat. That's the place Evil Dead was shown first. And they actually show it there once a year. They do an annual showing. That's something I've always wanted to go to. Um, But, you know, so a little bit of history locally. I mean, uh, Sam Raimi grew up in Royal Oak. Bruce Campbell grew up in Birmingham. Um, Sam Raimi dropped out of MSU to make this movie. Bruce was studying acting at Western, so there's a lot of ties to to Michigan. And I saw that they they were originally, they wanted to film it in Royal Oak, but Mm -hmm. Royal Oak wanted nothing to do with this movie. I wonder why. So they ended up, I guess, it it did say actually at the the credits, at the end of the movie, it said that scenes were done, some in Detroit, I don't know which one specifically, but then uh, Tennessee. So they used an actual cabin in the woods in Tennessee where they filmed pretty much this entire movie. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, you know, one thing that, that that catches my eye, so, well, I guess we should, before I even do that, we should probably share, like, first experiences maybe with this film because I believe you two have a bit of a history with this movie, right? We do. I mean, for me, I this is my first time completely seeing this movie. I knew very little of this film except that Bruce Campbell was in it. Like, I know nothing else going into it. It, it is very appropriate that you're seeing this for the first time with me. Because, as Ethan will probably tell you, because I have a terrible memory. Yes. This I don't is remember a- when. I, 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 don't, I don't remember what age we were. I would guess the year was 2005. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's not very much, doesn't sound very guessing. It sounds pretty certain. I'm pretty sure I was still in high school, and I think you were as well. Yeah, I think you were a senior in high school. Graduated, yeah, yeah. And it was a dark and stormy Friday or Saturday night, <laughs> right? Uh, and this is my first experience. I know what Chops is first. I don't believe this was Chops's first experience, but we were at school earlier in the day, and I had mentioned that I had never seen Evil Dead. And Chops and our friend Wood were like, "Well, we're gonna fix that." And we set aside time. It was again. It was either Friday or Saturday night, like. And it was a windy, stormy, cold night. And we marathoned all three of these movies. I think there might have been a Crave case involved Ooh, as well. Yes, there definitely and, was. And we just marathoned. We watched Evil Dead 1, 2, and 3 all back to back. And it was a stormy, spooky night. And uh, I was absolutely hooked on the movies ever since. Yeah, I I got hooked on these for my brother, which I'm sure my brother said and watched some of, some of those movies. Um, but... Uh, anytime I get to share this movie with someone, it's hands down one of my favorite things to do. But it, that was a fun time. I don't, I don't think I could sit down and eat a crave case like that anymore. Yeah. But I will gladly sit down and watch all three movies in one sitting. I don't know how how we used to abuse our bodies in such a way, but obviously this this series and this movie left a, a big enough impact on me that you know my the PlayStation name is the Deadite Knight. That's what I go by here in GameZilla Media, you know, as we are known th- through gaming. So did I miss it? Like, when does the word Deadite get brought up? And nothing was said in this first movie, it's, was it? I don't think it's technically till the third yeah, movie I don't that, think it's the, Army that the name okay. Deadite is placed upon these demons or these possessions. Like the um, army of the yeah. dead is Deadites. Yeah, God. so that that's later on in the series, but, um, you know... Like I said, uh, Sam Raimi went to Michigan State. I went to Michigan State. I, Sam Raimi's my favorite director. So uh, I, while studying broadcasting and film, I modeled a lot of my work and stole a lot of his shots. And uh, his style greatly influenced the style and the way I made videos. So, um, and for you know, for me, it's just cool because this is where it all started. Yeah, and I could, 
tell like with the style that there's also been an impact in, in other movies like they it's filmed eight millimeter it's very much got that raw footage feel to it mm-hmm. like i've never seen the movie but i would guess it's somewhat similar to like a blair witch type of deal in terms of how they're trying to make it almost look like handy like, cam yeah like a home video type of filming th- deal there well evil dead because it was you know, all pretty much all these people's first outing, you know, yeah. all young people in their like 20s out making a movie. Uh, and it was low budget. It's out in the woods. The, the whole thing was done in a really gorilla sort of manner, yeah. but it was out of necessity. And it's what makes them the, I guess to me, the movie resonates with me because it is, you could tell it's a group of friends out making the movie that they want to make. And it ended up being something really special and, and growing into something people love. And um, you actually don't get that feeling out of any of the other Evil Dead movies or the Evil Dead TV show or anything. It's this specific one because it was low budget, a first outing done by a debuting director. It you know it just it feels so sincere. Yeah, a lot of times you know restrictions can kind of bring out the best. I would say like personality in in films. Um, and you could really see that with Sam's one of his. I mean, is this? I don't know if this is his exact first film. Is it? Uh, he, the only things that I have watched that he did prior to this was was I have the somewhere on a hard drive. I have the uh, I think it was called Cabin in the Woods or something. What it was like a name like that, which was the test footage they shot oh, okay. and made a short mm-hmm. uh, for Evil Dead. Um, but that was much more home video esque. Yeah. Um, I have that somewhere, and I've watched that once or twice. Uh, and then there was a film he submitted as a student at MSU called The Happy Valley Kid that the majority of that was shot in East Lansing on campus. Oh, cool. And I've seen that. But this was his, like, real directorial Directed. feature debut. And it, you can tell from, like, the unique ways that they f- framed things. And, and I feel like a lot of horror movies today use a lot of those same methods, but just, the, like, the cockeyed angle of of shots and the almost first person perspective on some things really help kind of bring more focus on on the characters and what's happening in the film without using any kind of special effects to really do that which i think we mentioned you mentioned that to me when we watched friday the 13th last year that that was one of the first movies to give you that more like first person view of like like never seen the killer yeah. throughout it. Yeah, they, we get a little bit of that in this film. I they, they do it a lot there. I want to say it was Black Christmas. Like a ton of the movie was through the killer's eyes, and that was the one that re- in that I can remember set up a lot of that. Just because so much of it was done in that way, um, and it's, it's something that horror movies can use to continue the mystery they're showing you things through the killer eyes like the beginning of halloween that first sequence of halloween with michael myers uh you don't know it's a child committing the murders until you know the five minutes into the movie Mm -hmm. at first you think it's an adult uh and so yeah that's just something that they do often in horror movies but specifically with sam raimi the way he moves the camera and uses cameras um it creates the a sense of uh the, the camera and the view of being its own character. It's like an energy. Yeah, almost. it's very interesting. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to bore people too much with going into like the filmmaking techniques of this movie because I know that's not what we're really trying to do here. But there was just so many things that cha- that he continued to do after this movie and all of his other movies. 
that just you know created his style, which are really cool that you see it from movie one. You know. Yeah, very very cool. So you know when it comes to the plot, I mean it's pretty basic. You know overall, I, I've noticed. You know, the first round of movies we did last year were very much more on the slasher type. Yeah. It seems like this round we're doing a lot more of the supernatural kind of level of, of horror movies here. So for this one, essentially, it's Gang of Friends, right? Just going into the mountains for vacation, I guess, is kind of my get. Oh, weekend getaway. Yeah, weekend getaway whatnot. And they come across in the cellar, um, you know, some pieces of propaganda and research uh, i guess it's 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 like tape of a guy who went there and did research on a a dig that he did yeah uh and his findings there in this ancient like i think sumerian or something like language yeah and while playing the tape it, it pretty much spawns back these demons i guess is that what we would call yeah yeah Yeah. for for the for the sake of the continuity we're talking about the first movie they're they're demons they get referred to as demons in the recordings on the tape so yeah and so at that point that's at that point the rest of the movie is just survive or try your best to survive pretty much uh I, i have to say overall this movie is not at all what i expected Ooh, from okay. this first scene so I at first I did not know it was going to be as raw of footage. Yeah. Like I did think it was going to be more clean and commercial. So seeing it the way that we saw it, um, I liked it because it was unique and different. However, <laughs> there was some extreme shit going down in this movie. <laughs> His Sam Raimi's movies, as they progress from Evil Dead to Army of Darkness. You just find that it's a messy movie, <laughs> messy yeah. films. He likes to he likes to overdo it. Yeah, um, and that's kind of another trademark of his style is this over the top, gory film. Which I mean, on the last action podcast, uh, you know, we've done John Carpenter films and we've done Paul uh, Verhoeven films as well mm-hmm. that like that over the top. But this movie, I think of all of them succeeds in its over-the-topness, especially the, those last 20 minutes or so. Like, good If you think there's a lot of God. gory blood in this one, the second one has, like, twice as much. I mean, I obviously, when you're, when you're going into a horror movie, you're going to expect blood and gore, but this was not at all the level I was anticipating coming yeah. from this film. Um, so the first scene that kind of shoots out at me that we need to discuss... Is the first chick. Yeah. As she's running away. Cheryl. Yep. Well, she's not really running away. She's investigating, I guess, right? She's hearing yeah, noises. So, so, so by this time, they've kind of settled in the cabin. They've played the tape that has spoken the words from the book of the Necronomicon to summon these demons in the woods. And she's, she like has been, was possessed and drew the book with her sketchbook. Yeah. Um, she's hearing voices. And she kind of goes out to see what the heck is going on in her nightgown. <laughs> Which seems like a moccasins. horrible idea going out by yourself, but, you know, whatever. What's the middle of the woods? What could there be? Other than probably, like, dangerous bears or coyotes. Yeah, or murderous demons. Yeah. And so she gets attacked by these vines that proceed to 
rape her? <laughs> I mean, they work their way towards it goes that. right into they, the badge, they, I would assume. They, uh, they, <laughs> man, man, there's no subtlety with the Sphinx. No, there isn't. No, there is not. There I would have said uh, the, the foliage sexually <laughs> assaults her, but yes. you're like... These trees raped her in the bags. Like, okay, okay. He's dropping the heart on. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I saw what I saw. Yeah, I'm letting people they, know. They, they, it basically like tortured her, and then tortured her some more in, in more intimate ways, and then released her. I like using tortured in intimate ways. Yeah. This is this is a bondage movie. I'm trying not to be as gra- as uh, it's hard to not, do. Not graphic, it? but um, you know, crass. crass as you, Mr. Teacher. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. And apparently, through this rape, <laughs> he's calling it what it is. At, at this point, yeah. Let's just not I just say rape. I just don't like the word. Yeah. Well, I you don't have to. Okay, after this point, we don't have to ever say it again. After this molestation, thank you. <laughs> well, it's, it's more than that. Okay. All right. Anyways, let's move on. After this criminal sexual conduct yes. act, <laughs> let's <laughs> prosecute the woods. From the woods, this possesses her. Right. I'm assuming that's what yeah. possesses yes. her. Yeah. Right. So like, shit. would you say the seed of evil was implanted? Uh, yep. in her? Oh, there it is. <laughs> yep. And yep. there it is. I just have to say, like, throughout the film, when all this shit starts happening, I feel like everyone is acting rather casual. Well, which I don't uh, know if that was Scott, intentional right? or that was just bad like acting because it's like their first go round. Scott was pretty chill on a lot of things. <laughs> I but I was pretty but, chill. But I liked right? his acting a lot. <laughs> Scott's definitely he's a really he does a really good job of playing that aloof like <laughs> yeah, like, like screw up. Um, Scott's definitely one of the better actors in, in the bunch of five here. Um, but but what so to, to get back on point, Cheryl is. Gruesomely assaulted. We don't in the have woods. to keep saying it. Yes, she goes in the woods. Bad things happen. She goes back to the cabin. That's really bad. That's really it. underselling it. Uh, and she's back in the cabin, and you know, before you know it, she's levitating and yes. she's possessed. Well, they want to leave. Yeah. And and the that's woods true. have also destroyed the bridge to this cabin. Yeah. So there's nowhere for them to go. So they have to stay the night. That, that's a that's a key point to hit on. Is that they, they cannot leave the cabin. That's that's true. Well, I mean, they could leave the cabin, but they just can't leave the mountain because of the bridge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, but then I'm trying to remember. So she starts floating. She then attacks them. Well, she starts floating like, down. Right. Like you said, everyone's super chill. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like oh, our, this is just a normal just Saturday watching. night. They're yeah. watching. Our friend is like floating up. Like you have awoken me from my slumber. <laughs> I am the things that always have been and shall always be. It's like, all right. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Here or out. Let's see where this is yeah, going. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> no, I think she's fine. She's just. Just a little crabby. Uh, I mean, it's I that time of the month, right? right? <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't hear something like that in this movie. Uh, um, but yeah, and then she like falls down, fakes death, and then stabs, stabs the at, shit out Ashley's, of uh, uh, girlfriend. girlfriend. Um, why can't Linda? Think, Linda? Linda in the ankle, and that scene with the pencil in the ankle, like you know, it's a fake ankle, but how long he stays on that shot and just like roots the pencil around in there is so uncomfortable. Well, I like to like how is that like not moving like jitteriness being stabbed well, that like was a you lo- would have the natural reaction to be like shooting that ankle out but that, no that ankle is solid not moving that happened a I'm lot. gonna get stabbed that happened a lot throughout it the did. movie is when things were attacked it was still and focus <laughs> on the attack which I think is pretty 
like telling of like I want to show you this gruesome part, yeah. and you're gonna need to stare at it, yeah, until it, it's done. It, it's definitely not like trying to make it believable. It's just trying to make it gruesome for you to watch. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Which in that case, it succeeds wholeheartedly because it, it almost looks like you see like a little chunk of bone. Yeah. Right, and I don't know if you caught on like that. That was kind of the thing is that when you're like attacked by a possessed thing, you're kind of now infected and possessed by that thing too. Except for Ash, technically never gets possessed. What? Maybe at the very very end. I don't know. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah. Well, actually, you guys would know because you've seen the other movies. Yeah, the second one's very different. (laughs) Very different. It, I think you need to watch that next for sure, um, but don't go into it expecting the same thing you're getting out of this one, because <laughs> it is, it's so weird how different yet similar it is. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so, so... So then bitch number two becomes geez. possessed. Shelly. <laughs> Shelly's our friend. She's a friend of ours. She's Scott's bo- girlfriend. Yeah. Shelly's a friend we of ours. You can't bury Shelly. And, <laughs> and I just like it too. Uh, Chaps, you mentioned it. Like, when they're trying to, like, bring her down. Yeah. It's just clearly like a drop cloth. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, there's a body just, like, falls to the floor Yeah, they slam the, uh, <laughs> you know, the axe into her. And it's not even like the axe cuts. The axe just catches and pulls. Yeah. And then this is where she proceeds to scream for literally Oof. a minute straight, I would say. <sighs> oh, yeah. She uh she gets chopped up into pieces by Scott, and and the pieces are still squirming. And on the, the ground. sound effects in this movie oh, are yeah. so good. The squishy noises, the the ambient noises that are going on. It Overall, was, oh. the sound and the music is pretty on target. Well, especially a, for a cheap movie like the the sound and the you know like the, the string instruments. You know, doing the that part like made that's me all really great. uncomfortable. Those like little back and forth with the violins. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I really appreciated and noticed is the lack of music and how letting those scenes just sit without anything, any noise uh, really going on just yeah. makes them so much more heavy. Yeah. And you don't see that a lot in, like, horror movies these days. It's how can we fill this with, like, tense music? How can we fill that with tense music? They don't just let it But be. it can be the quiet itself that can create the tense moment. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I like how, so through all of this fighting with, with the second one, the the girl that got stabbed, the girlfriend, is still asleep, L- Linda is She's a, out. Right? She's a hard sleeper. Yeah, I guess She so. lost a lot of blood from getting stabbed in the heel with a pencil. Yeah. So yeah, she's still asleep, and I think it's Scotty at this point. It's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. So so he leaves. He's like, he's like, that's your girlfriend. Them. I don't give two shits. Yeah, yep. Right? So then, problem. So then it... You feel like he's on, he's supposed to be gone for a while, but it's only like three minutes, and he comes back like all fucked up all over his body. So, and that's know. a good that's a good setup for a jump scare they give you when Scotty returns. Oh yeah, uh, but he oh, you know yeah. he's not he's not possessed. He's not in a in a state of causing chaos. He just like falls back in like at the last moment when Ash is being chased with chased by. Linda, yeah. who is now possessed and Which, laughing and creepy. That scene with her ankle, like I really like that yeah. scene. He looks at her ankle while she's sleeping, 
and it spider webs out into this like infection yeah. that shows her possessed. And then that's also where we get the famous line, which I didn't know. Is it Evil Dead that does it? Like the "We're gonna get you," right? Like that was never used uh, before, was it? I feel like it might have. I, I don't, don't know. know. I always assumed that it was sort of a thing that was a play off something else, but I, I don't know. It could. This could have been where it originated, but I always assumed it wasn't. but then again like even scott like shows up like nearly dead and he's also pretty cash on the couch like yeah you know it's not so casual once ash slaps him in the face well then it starts to escalate (laughs) i don't want to die we're gonna die he's like we're not gonna die tell me what you know what tell me Tell me what you saw. The <laughs> his face is all gashed up. Like he's just shaking the hell out of his oh, buddy on the couch. In the in the way that the possessed and damaged people look, like yeah, the his sister in the cellar just so ashy with like dead necrotic looking skin. Reminded me a lot of the girl from the Exorcist. Uh, the extras, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the way that she looks. Do you know anything about like the makeup or blood or anything like that from the film? Uh, I know so. I sat in on a live commentary session from Betsy Baker, who's the woman who played Linda when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And she said it was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Just having to put in those those uh, contacts. Those contacts were terrible to wear. Because uh, those contacts, you I can't think, see. I think they still suck now. This was like 1979, 1980. Yeah. They were painful and thick and hard to wear. And... Um, she just talked about just being miserable and taking like hour long showers every night to try and get all the blood and makeup and stuff off. I believe it. And yeah. they used, uh, I've read, heard in a lot of interviews, they use caro syrup. Yeah. And dye it oh. red. And it gives it that viscosity that you're looking for in blood to like stick on you. I was going to say, caro syrup is super sticky. And, 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 so. and, and, and that's the thing is that it was just coat them yeah it's Yikes. it's what I, it's what i used when i had to make fake blood in college when i made my own little i made a horror music video uh and uh man it was delicious <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> enough it was. It was well delicious. you know they're the one scene she's licking that knife so it probably wasn't that bad when she was doing yeah, that right uh, yeah maybe maybe not <laughs> maybe who knows so i mean essentially at this point obviously scotty can't be of any use he soon gets possessed. It's pretty much Ash all on his own. But you, one of you mentioned as well, like he just gets tossed around throughout the, the film. The whole film. He keeps running into like cabinets and bookcases. Well, he gets backhanded like seven <laughs> times yeah. from each person. It, it well, this this movie sets up what ends up being Bruce Campbell's greatest skill set outside of his wonderful chin yes is his ability to get beat up (laughs) yeah and and again we don't want to talk too much about evil dead 2 there's a scene that's basically ash aka bruce campbell beating himself up for like seven minutes straight and it's maybe the best scene in the entire franchise it's hilarious it's awesome it is so good the next scene that kind of happens so he he decides he's got to bury his girlfriend and that's a cool scene yeah, when she comes he, out from the from the ground. Yeah, because he can't kill her. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have the nerve to cut her up into pieces. So they just dig into like a hay bale, basically. <laughs> yeah, and throw her in the dirt. And this is now also where Bruce Campbell has to deal with just getting blood 
all over his face. The first of many times. Yeah, the scene where she dives here. at him. The, the yeah. fact that they like focus on her jumping in the air, I thought was really funny. <laughs> the head gets ripped off, and just all his blood comes right from the top. That's oh, all man. that's left. There's just nothing all over him. There's nothing better than you know a, a scene where. You have to the the hero of the movie has to decapitate his girlfriend with a shovel. Yeah, and and like the body is still like crawling up on him, kind of like in a weird sexual way, Absolutely. which is so. Yeah, it was. She was like grinding yeah. on yeah, him. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. Yikes! Headless, headless grind. He heads back down to the cellar. The other chick escaped from the cellar. He's mm-hmm. looking to get shotguns, uh, shells. The meanwhile, the house is becoming possessed at this point. I guess, right? Like all yeah, sorts so of shady the, the pipes the are house. dripping blood, and it pops open and sh- pours blood on him. <laughs> the walls are leaking dead. blood. So, so this this is the part of the movie that that ha- has ha- that happens in each one of the Evil Dead movies. Yes. When the movie hits the climax, it, you really start seeing it, it, are things really getting this crazy, or is Ash? descending into madness because when things really go beyond just demons attacking him the the actual environment that he's in starts getting crazier and stranger uh and and it it makes you wonder like what's actually happening is it the psyche of this character breaking down from the trauma or is it actual the environment growing in and possession his, and his demeanor changes too like he becomes a little bit more manic looking too you, there's scenes where it's on his face and he looks panicked then he quickly juts and looks into one direction and kind of has like a little bit of a like a smirk uh, it, <laughs> yeah, there it, are it, some scenes where yeah. it looks like he's cracking smiles and, and, and well I, that's just part of the i think the over-the-top acting you see that yeah. throughout the films mm-hmm. these weird like humorous yet like evil weird moments and like you said, Dead Eye, that's a perfect example of you're not sure if he's actually seeing it or not. Yeah. And and so he makes it back upstairs, and this is where this movie goes full 100 bat shit, right? So Scotty is possessed. He's fighting Ash. And, ugh, like, it's still, like, ingrained in my brain. Yeah, which part? Oh, when he takes his thumbs and just... Shoves them in his eyes? Shoves them right into the eyes. And it's almost like you're you're pushing sponges full of blood out. And then his leg, like, just dumps. It looks like Kool-Aid. Yep. Just how fast it's pouring out of his leg. He pours the wound out of his leg. It's like like plugging a hole and it's just... At, at this point, he realizes, like, everyone's kind of come back to life, so the book is kind of next to the fireplace. He's like, it's got to be the book, right? Got to throw the book into the fire. So after more fighting and battling and gruesomeness all over the place, the book gets in there, and then these demons just... I, I don't even have words to say so great. what happens to it's, these It's things. the best of claymation <laughs> yeah. in a horror movie and that I the remember. Major- the majority of the budget for the movie was the claymation. Yes, oh and it's God. them like almost decaying and burning away as the Necronomicon, which is possessing them, um, is being burnt as well. And there's a scene, do you want to explain the, the scene? You've got it. Where the book is on fire, <laughs> and it's it's a book made of human flesh, and it has eyes and a mouth on it. By the way, if you flip the book over, it has one ear on the back of it, which is really funny. Um, while it's in the fire, it's freaking out because it's alive, and its eyes and mouth opens up, and this tongue comes out and like <laughs> lavishly licks his face almost, and then the zombie does it too. Do the same thing. <laughs> it's just this weird, like you know that like. Um, 
uh, underwater sand, like that sea foam sand as a kid. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of like what the consistency of it was like airy, yet clumped together, and, and, and it was just a weird it's like floam. Grits. I think it was floam. Floam. That's what it looked like. And, uh, a and gag then, product. Yes. yes. And then they, they start to melt. And they melt some more, and they almost go like right down to like the marrow of the bones. Yep. And like this, you said that I this like creamed corn comes out of the sleeve <laughs> of Scott. And then there's like roaches. Like how do the roaches get there? I don't know. A snake. There's a garter snake. Is there a snake? I miss <laughs> yeah, the snake. A little garter snake chilling with the roaches. Like these grossest things. And then when uh, you don't expect it, these hands erupt <laughs> from the bodies, from the chest of the girl, from the back of Scott. These devilish looking hands that oh, they remind me of the hands from Beetlejuice yes with the shrimp cocktail fingers yeah um and it's just it's just fucking weird yeah. it's just so gross and then it's uh daylight and then yeah he he realizes that he survived the night and he walks outside and he's going to the car and he stands there and you hear the and the camera comes in from behind the house. It's a cool this, shot. Yeah, the yeah. shot of the of the camera going all the way through the house because the whole movie, the camera movement with the fog and the forest is to make you seem like that's the evil force. Yep. Um, and it comes out and it goes at Ash. He turns around and that's. Sure and you does. don't know what happened to him. Well, you two know. I don't know. It's weird that you say that because it's not what you think. No, you need to see the second. So then, movie. is the second one? It's not a sequel, technically, or kind of yes is. and no. So, so the second movie, like the first twenty minutes of the sequel, is sort of a, a remake retelling of everything that happened in the first movie, but it cuts a bunch of the stuff. Like all of a sudden, it is the the first you know the retelling of the first movie was just a trip of Ash and Linda going to the cabin. Yes. It was a romantic getaway opposed to friends mm-hmm. in a cabin. So do they so use scenes from the first movie to show it, or do they like kind of reshoot? Uh, they show uh, yeah. just a couple scenes, but they recast Linda. Uh, Betsy okay. Baker doesn't play Linda in the second one. Yeah. So it's there's some flashback stuff, and then you know after 10, 20 minutes, it picks back up with the the moment where the exact moment where the uh, the first movie ends. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, then, and then it picks up new story from there and it's an hour and a half of what else happened okay yeah and i like the yeah i'm not gonna get into it you you should see the second one fair enough the i third got a one, lot of horror movies the third one up. i got what 14 friday the 13th and i mean eight, i would watch these eight first. nightmares yeah and Go, going about through 12 halloweens and the the time investment to get through evil dead 2 and army of darkness is a far more worthwhile three hours yes then going down the let's spend 10 hours catching up on some of these other franchises that drastically drop off in quality it 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 all depends on what your personal preference is a lot of people believe that evil dead only gets better as the movies go along depending Uh on what you like Mm -hmm. my favorite is the first one because of the things i stated earlier i like the grittiness of it i like um the, the sort of gorilla aspects of making this movie it's an independent film uh, but that doesn't mean that the other two movies don't have a, a place in my heart. So I guess with that, you know, let's, let's wrap up. Um, we, we do letter grade chops when it comes to oh, okay. the, the, the nightmare on last action podcast specials here. I thought we did um, out of machetes last. Week. Oh, we did change it to machetes. Man. Damn. Uh, That's why you're here. Dead. help us remember. 
That's right. So we're doing machetes. We're Five doing machetes. machetes. We're not going to do bloody axes. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll stick with the machetes. Okay. I liked that. Right. I forgot we changed that. I liked yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Would you like to go first as our guest, technically? Sure, sure. You can share anything, like a favorite part of the movie, maybe some things you didn't like about the movie, and then give us your machete rating. Yeah, so I saw this movie probably at a young age for my brother in a household where, and you know this, Sphinx, mm-hmm. we were able, able to watch whatever the heck we wanted, whether we should or not. And... With that being said, it's it's one of the first, like, horror movies that my brother and I connected on that's really stuck with me that I've shared with Deadeye and that I enjoy sharing with other people. Um, so it's got a little bit of nostalgia to me, but besides that, as a film in itself, the direction, the characterization of the camera as the evil force without actually seeing the evil until possession the over-the-top actors, the blood, the gore. There's just so much of a true horror movie without it being jump-scaring because I hate that in movies. I hate the jump scares. And it's There's tension. There's drama. There's blood everywhere. I, I really appreciate this movie a, a lot for what it did, and especially the budget. I didn't know it was 400000 Like That's amazing. Um, so for me, I'd have to give this about four or four and a half machetes um a lot of it is to do with the history and legacy that it's left but also the fact of a first-time film director making something with his friends and really making a personality of his own filmmaking from the get-go it's a sam raimi film you can see that in his other films and it has that grittiness and low budget kind of look that makes it feel a little bit more real and, uh, yeah, so I'd give it about four to four and a half. So four and a quarter. Okay. Just to make things complicated. Yeah, that's all good. Do they want to go next? Yeah, I will I will go next. Um, it, it, it was later on in life that I looked at my top, like, five or so favorite films. And this is most definitely in my top five favorite films. And I realized there's a common thread that ties almost all of them together. And I think... Evil Dead and its sequels hits on this theme the most out of anyone. I tend to really like movies where the star, the end, the protagonist of the movie is a reluctant hero. Mm. Ashton go into this with any plans of being a hero. As the series goes on, you find out he wants nothing more than to not be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> but he's forced into a situation and that he has to overcome and is reluctant about it. Um I feel that, you know, I'm a huge Jaws fan. Chief Brody, he doesn't want to go kill a shark. Like, that's just what he has to do. Um, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I don't think Venkman wanted to save the world. You know what I mean? He just He's just kind of a sarcastic guy. And so, th- I but I think none of them are more reluctant than Ash as a, as a character. And it's just something, I don't know, I guess I could relate to. Maybe I don't want to be a hero. I don't know. Um, the movie influenced my choices of what I want to study in college. That's how much I like this. I was so into film and horror movies and broadcasting and the, the way I did work when I was going towards this being a career field was modeled after what Sam Raimi did in this movie. So had a huge influence on me. It's not a perfect movie. It's not a movie that's for everyone. There could be a lot of people that are like, this is hard to watch because mm-hmm. it's, kind of hard to watch for a lot of reasons the script's not that great the um the pacing of the movie at times can get a little jerky can slow real fast slow real fast 
it's one of my favorites, but I think it's like a four out of five machetes. I think I think there's room for improvement, and I think we saw some of that area of improvement in the second movie. Okay. All right. So, again, I am coming from the perspective that this is literally the first time I have watched and sat down and seen this movie. With that being said, this was not a movie I particularly loved. Yeah. Um, it... I, people that listen to the Last Action Podcast know that over-the-topness is not my thing, okay? <laughs> I find it a bit ridiculous. However, you know, I, I am appreciating the fact that they very much made this raw-looking. It is his first major go-round at trying to make a film. Um, so I appreciate those things. But I am also different from, from Chops. I am still looking for that, that thrill of like jumping out and getting me and I still haven't quite reached it at this point and there are some really cool scenes in this movie and there are some things I really enjoyed but man it was way too gory for me the acting was really brutal in my opinion um there was really very little story to it at all which you know with a horror movie that's usually okay I wish there was a little bit more depth to at least what was going on here. So while I have heard all the what you've been saying, both of you have been saying about like how this has set up other horror movies in the future and and even the rest of the franchise, I'm only going to give this guy like two and a half machetes. Uh, it's one that I really, I think I could do without watching again. <laughs> I don't need to see someone's eyes go and then just the blood splurt mm, yeah. all over. It's not a movie I'm super quick to recommend to someone who I don't know already has a, yeah. p- you know, propensity for enjoying this sort. The, yeah. like a B, this is a B movie. Oh, absolutely. Not not every horror movie that we're gonna watch in our in our you know stuff we've set out to watch really falls under that category. Uh, and this one of the like very successful core. Uh, cult horror movies. Yeah, this might be the most B of those movies because okay. again, it was it's a low low budget group of friends that went out and made a movie where a lot of other B movies are just cheap movies that P, that a studio funded. This was they were like asking their friends for money to make this. Yeah, yeah. It, Bill, uh, um, Bruce Campbell is famously made his career off saying he's a B movie actor. Yeah, and. This definitely falls within that category. Yeah. There was like local businesses in Michigan that financed this opposed yeah. to like studio executives. So, Which I can appreciate that. But that doesn't mean <laughs> something being a B. Right. This being one of the greatest B movies of all time doesn't necessarily earn it five stars in everyone's opinion. No. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. it's just I, I have a hard time dis, disassociating my personal connection for it. If I was going to be completely objective, yeah, it's probably more like two and a half or three stars as far as like a horror movie goes but i just love it so much yeah which is perfectly fine i mean i'm happy i saw it so you know i can now say that 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 one's knocked off the list of a whole bunch of horror movies i've never seen so i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna be putting this one back in the rotation anytime soon but but i will check out the other ones you should definitely the way that you said it's it's piqued my interest enough that i want to see the the things that you said about this first one i think you'll like the second one more Okay. Uh, he doesn't like over the top. <laughs> okay, minus those parts. 
but story wise, story it, yeah, and, and a little bit more detail, a little bit better acting, yeah. things like that. Okay. So yeah, that is our our horror movie review for this week. Um, Chops, you want to say anything to those listeners out there about what you're a part of with Gamezilla Media? Yeah, so I am part of the Gamezilla Media Network, just like you guys are, and I am on the Legend of Retro podcast, which comes out on Thursdays. We talk about old school retro video games, and we spoke. Um, Focus on a specific game each episode, but then have other stuff that we sprinkle in throughout, like a music bracket and a game that we play a quick five to ten minutes of and give our initial reviews on. So you can hear that on the website, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, We've also got Noobs and Dragons, which I was part of season one. Season two, you got yourself. Yes. LPJ. And Matrick on stage playing Dungeons and Dragons with Craig, and it's really I'm the best of them all. So uh, I was just listening to the most recent episode that came out as we're recording this, um, and you wanted to intimidate an old woman. Yeah, so I farted in her office to get us out of there. Well, I didn't get to that part yet. Oh, but, spoiler! Uh, Big <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't say you're the best yet. Uh, so yeah, so listen to that. It comes out on Wednesdays, yeah. and then Dad. I am on the GameZilla podcast where we cover uh, weekly news in the world of the gaming industry. So, talking about current events in the game industry. Uh, live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media on Monday nights. And the podcast is available everywhere you listen to Last Action Podcast and The Legend of Retro. Uh, we're there on uh, Tuesday mornings. Also, what is a show that you really like that we have a podcast of? Man, Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast, I'm a big fan, hosted by Craig WK and the Arcade Phantom. Yeah, it comes out on Sundays. Yeah, and then um, if you're looking to see more of these horror movie podcast specials, um, we encourage you to go on to Patreon by the end of the month, um, because a couple of these we are going to actually keep exclusive to Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash Media. Not only um, will you see a couple of these horror movie specials, but every one of these shows that we just talked about have their own monthly specials as well. That is for those individuals that have graciously given us uh, $5 each month. That's right. Uh, so if you would like to support us and keep this going on with Gamezilla Media, uh, there's a $1 tier and then a $5 tier. So please consider uh, helping us out, keeping the lights on and letting us keep doing what we have a passion for. And that's talking... Games and movies and TV Whatever shows. Whatever we can get our hands on. I do a music blog, too, so we just keep it all rolling. Yeah, so. you will not be disappointed with that extra content. Nope. So with that, I'm thinking um, this last action podcast, horror movie, murderous nightmare on LAP has been terminated. Groovy. But we'll be back. <laughs> Join <laughs> us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>